Before we start today's episode, um, there are few quick things that I want to mention. Uh, one is that this is going to be the first day out of a four-day special. Um, so this is going to be Friday, and then we have Saturday, Sunday, and Monday coming out. Um, and I, obviously, for those listening in the future, that doesn't matter. But for those who are here and now, um, this is going to be the four-day special. Uh, today, we're talking about Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, obviously. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be talking about Hyperscape. The day after, I'm going to be talking about the brand new Avengers game on our usual scheduled time. And then on Monday, I'm talking about Apex Legends Season 6. Um, and as another quick announcement before the podcast starts, I'll be using a camera here soon to turn this into a video podcast. So for those on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever, it will still be available to you. But for those who would rather watch gameplay or even see my face while you listen, you'll be able to watch these over on my YouTube channel, AFK YouTube. Uh, and the link will actually be in the description. And actually another bit of news is that I am getting a new official logo along with a mascot of sorts, uh, you'll see um, in a bit. Uh, so look out for that uh, on my Discord, my Twitch, uh, and here in general on my, my logos for uh, even podcasts. Um, so yeah. This is AFCast, the video game podcast. And here's your host, Malcolm Shiver. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to combine the force of the Division with the force of Rainbow Six? What about Sam Fisher working with some of the most well-known villains in the criminal underground? This week on AFCast, we will be talking about the new mobile game, Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. First of all, I want to point out that this is the first mobile game that we are reviewing, uh, so that's just a cool quick thing. Um, I also want to point out that this is a free-to-play game. Uh, there are a few reasons for this being the first mobile game for me to review. Uh, number one is that it is made by Ubisoft. Uh, AAA developers don't usually make a game like this unless it is a quick and easy game, uh, which actually leads me to point number two, which is that it involves more than most mobile games do. And then also number three, which kind of uh, collides with that is that it is very unique. Uh, it doesn't follow the like subway surfer meta of like the three lane runners, um, tower defense metas at all, or the gardenscape meta of like random puzzles in a weird kitty game, like a house flipping or something. I don't know. Um, and so yeah, so it's a completely unique game. Uh, it's really cool. I say the only thing that it is close to is maybe Clash Royale. Um, it's the only thing I can really think of uh, that I've played at least. Um, but this game involves heroes and villains from numerous Tom Clancy video games, uh, including ones that have had their servers taken down, like Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Phantoms. There is a bit of a story for this, uh, but it is mainly just a gateway for the game itself. The story involves this new group called Umbra, who are a new dangerous force, uh, dangerous enough that the government has uh, been recruiting everyone they know, uh, which is including the uh, criminal underground. Um, which is why I mentioned that, you know, everyone's joining forces, essentially, uh, which is pretty cool. So the point of the game is to build up your squad by recruiting new members or upgrading the members you already have on your team. Uh, there are a total of 77 soldiers at the moment, uh, and Ubisoft is already planning on releasing more. Uh, they have plenty of room to work with, too, because they haven't gotten even close to including all the main characters inside of the Tom Clancy games. Um... And for example, they only have 13 operators from Siege at the moment, yet there are 54 operators out right now, uh, with a new one coming out in a couple of weeks, but that is Sam Fisher, who is already in the game because of Splinter Cell, so he doesn't really count. Um, and each character has, has ranks. Uh, each rank greatly improves their stats and sometimes allows them to have new abilities. Uh, for example, Monty 
One of the first characters you get has an ability to taunt two enemies and have them focus fire on him for reduced damage. Uh, this is called an active ability. Um, and I'll explain how active abilities work in a second. Uh, at rank 4, Monty gets a passive ability that gives him 100% armor for every 25% health that he is missing. Um, and everyone has a rank 4 passive ability. Uh, and the rank 1, uh, and rank 1, which is how they have to start, either rank 1 or up ranks some, uh, they can start pretty much any rank depending on how rare they are. Um, but rank 1 is the active ability, so you always have the active ability no matter what. Um, but only some soldiers are considered leaders, and Monty is actually one of them. Uh, and at rank 8, leaders get a leader ability. Uh, Monty's is plus 10% armor to all allies, um, which doesn't sound great, but it is actually really good. Um, and that's kind of all the leader abilities go. Um, so usually you want to have at least one leader. Some of them are specific to factions, uh, which I'll also talk about later. Um, so yeah, so it's all about trying to, it's kind of like a, uh, a card building game where you have to kind of build your hand essentially in order to play right. Um, but the main ability for, uh, soldiers slowly generate throughout a battle, but will also increase when they get damaged. Um, and everyone's abilities are based off of their role in whatever game they belong to. Um, and that includes their passability and leader ability usually, uh, Sometimes it is kind of just base stuff, like the plus 10% armor to all allies, but when it's the faction stuff, that is obvious to the character, so yeah. And every soldier also gets a skill uh, at rank 6. All of them give increased skill power, um, whether that is damage, healing, or whatever by 5% when teamed with a certain kind of teammate. Um, so what I mean by certain kind is a categorization system in the game. Uh, you have soldiers alignment, which is uh, either hero or villain. You have roles, which are attacker, defender, or specialist. And there are sub roles within these those roles. Attackers can be either appointment or strikers. Defenders can be either guardians or enforcers. And specialists can be either supports or technicians. Um, you also have factions in the game, which is what I mentioned earlier. Uh, there are the Ghosts, uh, Rainbow Six, The Division, Fourth Echelon, John Brown's Army, LMB, um, Phantoms, Santa Blanca, Black Arrow, Katari 26, uh, Hawk Squadron, Spetsnaz Guard Brigade, and the Wolves. Um, sadly, the Wolves only have Walker right now, so that's not very big of a faction, but, um, but yeah. Uh, then you have Traits, uh, so people can be resourceful, composed, intimidating, enduring, or dutiful. Uh, last but not least, you have their weapon type, so AR, LMG, pistol, shotgun, SMG, or a sniper rifle. Uh, and sniper rifle kind of falls under DMR category as well. Um, so, yeah, or DMR falls, uh, falls under the sniper rifle category, rather. Uh, but all of these are to make it easier to build a squad that fits your needs and covers all of your bases. Uh, and keep in mind, you can only have five s soldiers in a squad at a time. Um... And sometimes this is also used in events or in the story to force you to use a certain team. So like uh, one of the events that are out right now, uh, you can only use snipers uh, as people with sniper rifles. Um, and then there are some that usually involve more. Some even uh, only allow you to play specific soldiers, uh, not even just specific traits. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it might force you to play a hero with an LMG or someone from R6 that is composed. Uh, it's also used to specify abilities and allow for more specific combinations in your squad. 
uh, which is really nice. Like sometimes abilities are specific towards certain traits or whatnot. Uh, and then other ways uh, to upgrade your squad is by upgrading their equipment or their weapon. Um, so each character has four gear slots that you are able to use materials acquired in missions to upgrade their gear. Uh, this allows them to increase their ability power, weapon damage, armor, etc. They have a lot of different stats in the game. Um, and after upgrading all four of these pieces of equipment, you are actually able to increase your gear grade, which gives that soldier a slight boost in their stats and reopens all those slots to upgrade your gear once again. Um, and each soldier also has four weapons that they can own, uh, each one more expensive than the last, but also has higher damage and can also be higher in accuracy, armor, penetration, etc. Once again, a ton of stats on those. And upgrading your weapons also costs materials. Uh, you are able to actually get these materials by playing missions, as I said earlier, and you are able to actually use auto-win tokens awarded to you in some missions or challenges to automatically gain the rewards, aka the materials, so you can upgrade your stuff quicker instead of having to play through the missions over and over and over again. Uh, and each mission can only be played a certain amount of times each day uh, to limit how many resources you can get in each day, um, and each one varies um, for like how many times you can play it. Uh, and for equipment, you will have to grind for materials like glue, ceramics, metal, uh, etc. While uh, new guns will require like blueprints and, advan and advanced blueprints. And advanced blueprints are a pain in the butt to get. Uh, they're probably the things that I have to grind for the most. I know this is all a lot for a mobile game, but there is one more thing. Combat orders. You are able to have two combat combat orders on you at a time. Uh, you have the barrier, which is a shield that you can deploy on someone for a short time, a focus fire, which makes all of your so uh, soldiers target the same person, uh, an airstrike, which is, well, an airstrike, uh, combat aid, which restores health and removes any negative effects, and then you also have recharge, which charges the uh, soldier's ability, uh, wh whoever you choose, basically. Um, and then you also have the EMP, which removes the ability of the chosen soldier. Um, and they have to have the ability currently active, I believe. Um, otherwise, I think it just takes their act, uh, active bar down, and it might not actually do that. I don't really use it, so I can't quite say that. Um, but all of these are able to have three upgrades on them. Um, each one has uh, six upgrades total, but you have to choose uh, one out of two for each upgrade. You do have to spend a currency in order to upgrade uh, these, so choose which one you upgrade wisely. Um, and obviously, eventually, you can upgrade all of them to max, but that will take forever. Um, and one last way to upgrade your soldier, and it is the main way, is to actually train them. So every time you level up in the game, you are able to level up your soldier to the same level you are. And this costs in-game currency called cash and one of many random materials and this uh, just boosts the soldier's main stats. Uh, and by the way, the materials are specific to training soldiers, so it's not like you can waste them by um, by like doing uh, by making new equipment or anything like that. Uh, and it's also not blueprints either, so you don't, you don't have to worry about that. It's specific to training. You have a few options of what to do in the game. You can play the campaign, which currently has uh, four stories in it. Um, you can play an arena game mode that allows you to battle other players and gain ranks, which allow you to open up crates, otherwise known as orbs, uh, to get new content. Uh, events are also made available, some of which are based on the campaign, while others are special events or even faction events that are meant for that faction uh, specifically. 
you are also able to join or create a guild where you can invite other players and once you have five members who own a full level 20 squad um, you can do territory wars where your guild and another uh, duel it out uh, which is pretty cool uh, there is a bit of a catch though you have to spend energy or attempt to do these uh, or attempt to do these mission missions and attempt I'm not saying attempt as a verb I'm saying attempt as that's actually what it's called um, the campaign uses campaign uh, energy which you can have 40 or you can have 40 of at a time and you can like slowly upgrade your max capacity of that it's kind of weird and I'm not sure how to explain that um, but uh, most missions use three energy while boss missions will use six uh, and then playing in the arena costs six arena energy at a time and you can only have 20 at a time uh, you slowly gain back energy and can even do objectives uh, which are basically different challenges on, uh, in the game in order to receive more um, like being rewarded with energy does allow it to uh, exceed the limit um, so if you get rewarded with uh, some campaign energy and but it but you already have like 39 energy or something like that out of 40 and you gain 25 it will still go above 40 it just you just won't gain any more after that um, and last but not least you have attempts which uh, each event allows you to have a certain amount of attempts um, uh, there's one attempt to use per mission and you have to wait for it to come back uh, the next day or just um, some of them have like specific versions of attempt which will actually just come back over a period of time I think they're actually called event energy and not attempt um, but there are also some events that you don't need any attempt for or energy to play uh, but they aren't uh, too common they're more so related to the campaign um, and they will ramp up and rank and uh, squad rank really quickly so you have to grind to, in order to play the next mission every time most likely um, and then there are also daily ops that give you resources and daily challenges that will give you a ton of XP and some additional rewards. Um, and then I did mention uh, Guild Wars earlier. Um, I do actually have a guild myself right now uh, inside of the game. Uh, just make sure that you look up AF Community in there. Uh, so it's AFK and then Immunity. Um, and you should be able to find it. Uh, if not, then I can... I mean, just message me i guess just either post a comment on elite squad or you can even try emailing me join the discord and talk to me anything like that um and i will try to make sure that you get inside of the guild if it isn't full already after several hours of playing the game uh basically when they have you hooked um you'll actually hit a wall where you basically have to wait for daily challenges to come through uh, or to get on every once in a while when your energy has regenerated. Um, you can just buy energy and you are also able to buy certain character packs and orbs and whatnot, making uh, making the game kind of pay to win. Um, usually they will just go up the next rank and you'll be rid of them, but most of the time it is up to chance what, soldiers, what soldier intel they get and can't get too far without paying a crap ton of money. Um, which kind of sucks but most of the game at this point is waiting which is probably a good thing because I would be too sucked in if it uh, were the case and I bet it is great for getting people to spend money on the game um, so yeah I will say that once you hit level 30 that wall does lift a little bit and then after that it's basically just um, the wall slowly lifts more and more because your squad rank slowly increases which means that you have more ability to play uh, further into events um, or even just 
able to play more stuff in general like uh this close quarters uh campaign you have to be level 35 to play um you also have to be level 30 uh five to play um some specific events i think actually no I, I just think you have to be level 30 um that's why it lifts so much but yeah so if you hold in there until level 30 then that will definitely be the case so in conclusion uh besides the wall this is a very fun game uh, i log on daily to do the daily ops and objectives and i check in every now and then to play arena and try to level up my soldiers uh, it is very addicting so it does its job well and it really invites the need to pay money to further yourself in the game um, overall, I give this game a 7 out of 10, uh, mostly because it is a really fun game, but the wall, uh, plus them pushing you to pay money, brings that down a few points. I do understand that they do need a method for people to pay for this game since it is free to play, but it still is annoying to be constantly stopped and pushed around to spend money in the game. Um, and I don't think this game deserves the praise that Clash of Clans or Clash Royale deserves, uh, or deserved, I don't know how good they are anymore. Um, but it should definitely be up there in terms of good mobile games. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our first mobile game review. Game on. Find AFCast on Instagram and Twitter, at AFCommunity, for any updates on future podcast episodes. If you want to join the community Discord, find the link in the description or on the website, afcommunity.com. Community.